0: You are listening to Aldrin Sampir on SAFM. It's 20 minutes after 5 o'clock. We're in conversation next with uh, the city manager of the city of Joburg, that is Floyd Brink. Um, the city of Joburg says it will cost 178 million Rand to fix the Lilian Ngoi Street, formerly known as Bree Street, following the gas explosion two weeks ago. The city says this amount is an estimate and could increase as time goes on. So far, the city has spent 4 million since the explosion. And Floyd Brink now joining us on the line. Good afternoon. Thank you so much for making time for us. Looking at the report that was submitted as well is that negligence has been ruled out.
1: No, thanks. Good afternoon, Aldrin and your listeners. Indeed, uh, negligence, we've ruled that out. Like we've indicated, we had a team of experts that really had to look at various uh, scenarios, you know, planning around everything with regard to this incident. And one of the things that they could also rule out was negligence,
0: yes. Okay, and some of the other issues also was um, around um, illegal mining. There was um, illegal connections, and just uh, this is Ill- illegal electricity connections. Some of uh, what people thought it could be could have led to um, this explosion, but it was found that it is actually methane gas. What happened here, though?
1: Look, at this point, it, It's what we can say, Aldrin. indeed, it's, it's gas. It's a gas explosion. It's methane gas. Like we've always explained that methane gas is quite light, so it it rises, so it goes to the highest point. Unlike if it was any other gas, let's say like LPG gas that's heavy, that goes down. So what we're trying to still establish and really to narrow down is the ignition source. Now you would know that when you look at a fire, there's usually three things that you must consider. One is oxygen. The second is fuel, which in this case would be a form of gas. And then the last one is the ignition source. But when you look at an explosion of this nature, you would then also need to look at the mixture of the fuel as well as the ox- oxygen and the confinement space for that. So we we did all sorts of samples and tests and so forth. It bec- it's a bit inconclusive with regard to the ignition source mm-hmm. and how and and it's the same way that we've indicated today. Much we do believe that some of the responses or the answers that we will be able to give is at a point when we can do a proper rubble removal in that area. But we sent in our drones, we had people walking in those areas where we could get access, but we had to then rule out some of the elements where people used to ask us to say is it a possibility of zamazamas and so on. So we're starting to rule out all of those particular issues.
0: Okay, so 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 without knowing what the ignition was that led to the explosion, does this mean that at this particular time and point we won't be able to say whether the city would be able to prevent another explosion of occurring?
1: Look, it becomes difficult to, to respond to that, but what we can say is where we would want to provide comfort is that as much as we are focusing on the Lalin and Street as a particular street we will also be doing other streets and other surrounding areas where we would want to now do similar type of tests and assessment to to in a proactive and a preventative manner so that we prevent any such type but one of our main issues uh, or that remains an issue for us for example it's our manuals that have been stolen and and remember because it was stolen in the past it, uh, the city took a decision even like Calcom then they would just weld it closed and the purpose of that particular manual is really for ventilation. Yeah. So it's just a combination of things that really went wrong and somebody referred to it today almost like a perfect storm, you know?
0: Okay. Um so, so, so now the, the, the building of the rebuilding of the area as well. Um earlier on you spoke about one hundred and seventy eight million. You said that this is a rough estimation that the number could actually um go up. Where will this money be coming from?
1: So what we will be doing is we, we are finalizing our, our submission for a local disaster, to declare to local disaster. Like we've indicated last week, it will take seven days, really, in terms of, of legislation. So we are approaching a provincial cocktail. We spoke to them already. Um, there's different scenarios, but also at the same time, we must keep in mind that we are also going to start the process of reprioritizing within. Um, what is critical for us is that we know the, the, the economic benefit Specifically of Brea Street, whether for for transport and so forth, as well as the shops in that area, the vibrancy in there. So we would do anything and everything in our power to ensure that we restore the area.
0: Okay, and 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 would you be following normal procurement processes when it comes to um, the work that needs to be done here, even after declaring a state of a disaster?
1: Yeah, it will it will all depend what it is that we find in there. But what is what is critical is to note is that the city of Johannesburg and its entities, its entities in particular, we've got what we call panels. So we do have pre-qualified betters, whereby we would have already advertised some time ago. You pre-qualify them, you get them into a panel, um, allowed and pro- provided for in law and legislation. And we will then be using uh, and selecting from those particular panels. But what will be critical for us now is, is to get to a stage of, of detailed design. What we do have now is pre- preliminary views and designs and, and, and the thinking around that. But once we've got detailed designs, it will be clearer on what we're going to do and how we're going to procure. But the comfort we can give you, it's not going to take us too long to start the particular processes. We do understand how critical that is for us and, and our residents.
0: Okay, how soon do you think that road will be reopened? Look, it, it
1: becomes difficult because, remember, you now need clear detailed designs to indicate what it is that you are dealing with there. Um, we The question will be, how soon will you start with rubble removal? So that will be in the next week or two where we will start to deploy so that we can open up the area. But as we speak, we are running parallel processes on one from mm-hmm. a consulting base to look at pre- preliminary and the detailed designs. That will start now. And at the same time, we're also going to start with the process of doing... Um, proactive and preventative work on the other areas within that
0: particular precinct and so forth. So yep.
1: we will be doing a, a quite a number of things at the same time.
0: And, and a listener wants to know whether you were able to um, to secure a geology report and how were you able to come to the amount that is required, even though it is yep. still a rough estimation.
1: De- definitely. So so what we what we do have is we've got a geotechnical report that is signed off already we are just waiting for final reports from structural and civil engineers. That will be finalized very, very soon. So we we could then take that and and link that back to historic figures and also what the industry dictates. And we would then multiply that into have specific cost scenarios. And we then use that as as our rationale and assumptions that we would have made. And that is why it's important. And we try to emphasize that the 178 that we are working with now, It's indeed an estimate. So once we get to the detailed designs, because what is critical for us to declare the disaster, we should have some form of an assessment and some scientific formulas. And that is what we've done in order to get to the 178, in order for us to do the assessment and then also to do the submission for the local disaster.
0: Thank you so much for your time. That is the city manager of the city of Johannesburg, Floyd Brink.